0: Joining me right now is the man behind that call, Brendan Smith himself, my old radio buddy from back in the uh, 103.3 FM ESPN days. Brendan, congratulations on your alma mater. Um, I could almost hear a little excitement in your voice on that call. Congratulations on winning that region.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I'd play it down the middle. I didn't want to get too excited, so I'm glad you were able to sense that too.
0: <laughs> no, no. And I think when you when you're doing your own team's games, that's what fans want, man. But I mean the the great part of that call was and you'll love it, I it was it was uh right my, my producer just pulled off uh a Houdini act. I, I of course was messing up the drop box, which wouldn't shock you at all. But the producer at the last second was able to, to get that call on the air, and I—I I, I mean, just watching that, and uh, of course, I'm bandwagoning this uh, Dallas Baptist thing like crazy. But talking to your uh, your, your your broadcasting partner Reagan earlier today, when that was five nothing, and y'all kept missing those opportunities, you, you had to sort of be thinking. And even with DBU having been a great comeback team you had there had to be a part of you that was wondering uh brendan if if you if you had the the uh, dbu magic in you again
1: oh i I don't think there's any question and uh you had a situation where second and third inning you had runners at first and second nobody out you hit the two double plays for the first six innings you get the leadoff man on and you're not able to score them and you're thinking man what what in the world is going is going on maybe the magic has run out and if I told you that I, I had a lot of belief there in the fifth inning or so, I'd be lying to you. Uh, I thought that the run had come to an end. But uh, kind of got sparked when Ryan Robleski hit a two-run home run. And then before you know it, you've got the bases loaded, and they're bringing in Joey Mont, who had pitched two games against DBU in that regional. He had gone four innings. He had been perfect with six strikeouts. And he threw a first-pitch fastball to Andrew Benefield, and uh, that's exactly what he was looking for. Uh, and that was – uh, it was an emotional moment, uh, and the team exploded and, and luckily able to to finish the job after that. All right. I,
0: I, w- I want you to give me uh, – give us a, a little bit of background on Benefield. I mean, what a, uh, what a moment. What a great moment for the program. And I love – you know, of course, I show up the other night, thanks to you uh, and uh, Connor and the whole gang, the athletic director over there, Ryan Hefton. And, I mean, it – Suddenly, I'm calling all these guys by their nicknames. I was right up in the middle of the DBU fans. They gave me the T-shirt. Uh, I opted for the two XL after eating some of those ribs out there at the uh, at the at the pregame thing. And next thing you know, I'm I'm calling these people Robo and Benny and all, all these. You know, they, every one of them have a nickname. And uh, that, that but, but Benefield himself. Now this guy at least to, to my eye, looks like kind of a tall dude. What is his background, and is, is he a kid that has a little bit of the flair for dramatic?
1: Yeah, so Andrew is a, uh, he's a transfer from, the, from Louisville. He played last year uh, and actually played quite a bit uh, towards the end of the shortened 2020 season. But uh, once uh, COVID shut things down and, and he was going to be behind a couple of really good players in the infield, uh, he went to the transfer portal. And uh, he actually committed to DBU without stepping foot on campus. The first time that he stepped foot on campus was when he was moving in uh, his first day um, officially as a Patriot. And so uh, he comes from Louisville, obviously a program with a ton of history, and uh, kind of gets entrenched immediately into the, the middle of the lineup as the, uh, as the third baseman. And he started out incredibly hot, uh, had a really good start to the year. And You're thinking, man, this, this guy's about to become an All-American. Uh, And then he kind of hit a wall there. There was a stretch for maybe a month or so where he just uh, could not seem to, to get himself going, but towards the end of the season, he has really picked things up offensively. And you're seeing a guy that they call Benny barrels. And there's a reason they call him that because he finds a whole lot of barrels. Uh, And yeah, he's, he's had some, some huge moments. He's been great defensively as well. In fact, he had to move over to first base with uh, Cole Moore, uh, our first baseman who was, uh, who was out with an injury. And so he's, he has been a little bit of, of uh, everything for this team. And, you know, this time it was his chance to be the hero, but but he's a one in a long line of guys that has had some really big moments this season.
0: All right, talking to Brendan Smith, he's at Brendan Time on Twitter, the voice of uh, DBU along with his buddy Reagan, and they do such a, a great job on the Matt Mosley Show with Garrett Ross, ESPN Central Texas. You mentioned Cole Moore. Was batting in that cleanup spot. Uh, now, a couple of days later, um, or maybe it was the next day, actually, another uh, one of the main players for, for DBU was injured. How are those guys? I the way I'm kind of hearing it is that maybe Coles is a little more serious, and maybe maybe the other injury is is more of a day-to-day situation. Where do you think those those guys are? as their availability for the super regional?
1: Yeah, I think uh, for, for Cole Moore and then Jace Grady was uh, the second uh, injury that happened Yeah, the very next day uh, against Oregon State as he was trying to run out of ground ball. Um, both of those guys went to, to get some evaluations today, and I think the next 24 to 48 hours will t- probably tell you uh, a lot about their availability uh, for the Super Regional. One's a foot, one's kind of an oblique area, and um you know, I, I don't really know exactly what, what the injury is, but uh, for both of those guys, I mean, it's your number three and your number four hitter uh, that, that are out right now. And uh, that's, that's, that's a lot to have to overcome. There, there's no doubt about that. So they're, they're hoping for the best. I think, uh, again, the next 24 to 48 hours are going to tell us a lot. And uh, those guys are warriors. They're going to do everything they can to try and stay on the field and uh, make sure they're on the field there in South Carolina.
0: You know, I feel like once you go into enemy territory and take down the horn frogs, I mean that's a, that's a pretty much a uh, you know a, a, a perennial top ten, top fifteen program. And I was there that night, as you know, and uh, out there taking pictures and and really having a big time. Um, but I feel like the confidence to go into a place that that thing was rocking. There were five or six thousand fans there, but if you can overcome a 6-2 deficit against a team of that caliber that can't help but have a sort of a uh, domino effect on the rest of your team how big do you think that was for the team's confidence here moving
1: forward oh it's everything Uh, and I think every team in the country says something about hey we're a resilient bunch and we never feel like we're out of a game and we always believe but there are two instances this weekend that prove that this team really does that. And I think your point's right on. It was, you know, a crowd of 5,500. That's going absolutely insane at Lupton. Uh, It's a six, two ball game. You're, you're not really able to get anything going. And then before you can blink five runs or put on the board uh, and, and you eventually knock out, uh, knock out the number one seed in that tournament in TCU and so it does nothing but but help the belief uh, of this team they're, they're already a confident bunch they, they feel like they can play with anybody but it's It's a unique situation this year because they didn't get those opportunities against the "quote unquote" big schools. You know, it's generally a Big 12 schedule that this team plays every single Tuesday. Um, You know, Baylor's obviously a team that generally you have a home and home with, but uh, with COVID and not being able to have those moments to to show that hey, we're we can play on this stage with anybody, uh, that's something that they hope can carry them obviously through these next two games and into Omaha.
0: All right, has, has DBU ever beaten Baylor? No, don't answer that question. Uh, it, is, uh, it is Brendan Smith joining me, the voice of uh, DBU, as they advance to the Super Regional. And, um, and this, w- this is the second time in the history of DBU, as great as that program's been. heefner has been there now 15 years or even longer than that. Brendan, how, how many years has, uh, has Dan Heefner been the coach there?
1: He's been on staff for 17. He's been the head coach for the last 14 years.
0: Okay, last 14 years. And, um, and then they had the one trip to the Super Regionals. Um, think back. Now, you were a youngster when that happened. I think it was around, maybe, was it
1: 2011? Um, it was 2011. In fact, I had to make a decision to go to the final game of that regional or go to game, four, uh, or game three of the NBA Finals, uh, Dallas and Miami that year. So, that, yeah, 2011, I remember it well. Okay, what decision did you make? I went to the finals, and that was the game the Mavericks lost at home. So I blame myself.
0: <laughs> they did that. They won the championship. That's okay, and uh, and and so that was a. How does this this team stack up with with that one? I mean, this team obviously with the injuries has shown that it has depth. I I love that kid coming out of the bullpen, Sherlin. He's been a steady steadying force. At the um, you know kind of there at the end of games, and then whoever you brought in somebody else to shut down the game the other night. What is the um, what, how would you compare this group to maybe that group from uh, a decade ago?
1: You know, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, to sit in today with uh, Dan Heefner as he kind of talked about talked to the team and, and got them ready for for once they realized it was going to be Virginia uh, for in the super regional and. One thing he said is that, you know, in 2011, as good as that team was, uh, everything sort of had to fall perfectly for that team to win in Fort Worth. In fact, it was 10 years and a day removed from the last time that this team had won a super region or won a regional to go to a super, and it was in Lupton Stadium. But everything had to fall perfectly, and you had to almost just play out of your minds. With this team, it's different because I honestly don't feel like they played to their potential this week, and they still found a way to win the regional. That's how much more talent there is, uh, and I think that's just a credit to how consistent the program has been under obviously Dan Hefner, Dan Fitzgerald, an incredible recruiting coordinator. Uh, But this team now, you don't feel like you have to catch lightning in the bottle per se. Uh, There's there's as you talk about the depth, there's so many different guys that can play a role. Uh, and can end up carrying you. And I think a perfect example of that is someone like Ryan Robleski, who stepped in to the regional hitting at two fifteen on the year. He finishes with seven hits, and he's the regional MVP. Uh, and so that's that's the depth that you have, and, and that's a huge difference in just even the talent level from the last team that went to a super regional.
0: Okay, now getting, getting ready for um, this series and everything, have you started kind of um... – uh, this is the, um, the, the, you know, obviously this is going to be Founders Park is where this is in in Columbia. Uh, Virginia advances uh, 4-3 in 10 innings. And so kind of, now you know what the matchup is. How does, um, is this a good matchup
1: for the, uh, for the Patriots? Or I should say for us. <laughs> yes, you are officially on the bandwagon. So you can That's say right. us. Uh, you know, I don't know a ton about Virginia other than they can really, really pitch it. Uh, they've got uh, a handful of just incredible arms out of the bullpen, just looking at walk-to-strikeout numbers, guys that are well over a strikeout per inning. Uh, and they've got a bona fide ace on the mound in Andrew Abbott. He is, uh, he's got 143 strikeouts this season. He is, uh, I believe, top two, three, maybe four in the country in strikeouts. Uh, and they've got a strong rotation. Uh, offensively, just looking at the numbers without knowing a ton, it, there's not much that, that jumps off the page just as, like, this is one particular guy in the lineup. But uh, maybe it's a little bit like Oregon State in that, in that faction where they're going to make their living on, on pitching and defense. And when you got someone like Andrew Abbott, who is one of the best pitchers in the country, uh, to anchor that staff, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenge, uh, challenge for sure.
0: All right, I'm very um, – I'm excited about it. This is a fun team, and I love that call. Horner Heroics, for people that don't know, like me, uh, although Reagan kind of tipped me off, Horner – when you say Horner Heroics, that's that's the name of y'all's home ballpark at Dallas Baptist, and is that something y'all have kind of dubbed it over the years, Horner Heroics? And that's uh, – and, and I think your call was Horner Heroics has come to Lupton Stadium. Now, are you like Jim Nance? Do you kind of – Do you pencil these things out or did that just kind of uh, (laughs) did that just kind of occur to you? I mean, that was a really nice
1: call. No, I appreciate it. I I try not to script it out. There was one time in particular where I did script something out and it's when we won the regular season championship in 2019. And as I go back and listen to the call from that 2019 year, I absolutely hated it. And so I decided that I was like, I'm never going to write it out again. So it was just one of those things that came to me and yeah, we've, we've, been a top 10 team in the in the nation at home over the last uh, decade or so and uh, we feel like there's something special just about Horner and Horner heroics has naturally flowed out and, and it's become a term that we've we've stuck to and it just felt like the right time to pull it out the the biggest hit for this team in, in probably 10 years.
0: I think that's the biggest thing you took away from working with me is to never spend too much time
1: preparing. Exactly yes you are my mentor in that capacity and I, I can't thank you enough for that
0: it's better just to wing it i like that guy bell that guy boy now now he can crush it he comes in that game the other night he had a big double against tcu and i look down there at the end of my row and there are the bell parents and the dad is all jacked up i mean he's got a let's just say he looked a little different than i did in my uh patriots t-shirt my
1: gosh so well, I could, all yeah, I had Mr. to do Bell, Bell, look Mr. Yeah. Bell is a uh, he is a physical specimen in fact there's a great picture of him and he probably would get really ticked if I'm telling you this story but there's a picture circulating of him after that home run that someone took and the shirt is completely off and he's waving it around his head and why not when you when you look like that I'd probably never wear a shirt anyway
0: <laughs> Oh man that's one thing you'll never yes the two of us will never uh, never threatened to show up shirtless but uh that uh well listen y'all go have a fun time that's going to be that's going to be a great trip uh and uh and then let everybody know what's the easiest way to be able to listen to that uh, if you want to listen to the your call which everybody should want to what's the easiest way to uh uh to listen to that or stream
1: that the easiest way is just to go to the DBU Patriots website. You can go dbupatriots dot com slash baseball, and it'll take you right to our website. And uh, we'll be there thirty minutes before every game, and have a post game afterwards with interviews, and and hopefully uh, have some Omaha calls uh, here in the future as well.
0: Do we know when that first game is Saturday
1: yet? Uh, Saturday at eleven central will be first pitch.
0: Okay, 11 Central. I got you. All right, we'll get some sleep before that game. Do not stay out too late, uh, hanging with those gamecocks and all those folks. But uh, Brendan, really appreciate you doing it. Always fun. It was fun to see you the other night. Great to, great to have you on with me.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Glad to have you on the bandwagon. Let's go, Patriots!
0: Absolutely, go Patriots! There he goes, Brendan time.